You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What up, world? Welcome on all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB, and for my days, your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, January 4th, two thousand. And 24, we hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy. You're pretty excited because it is an exciting time of year. Week 18 of the 2023 NFL regular season is upon us. Yes, I said 2023. Don't be one of those people that refers to NFL seasons as 23-24. It's the 23 regular season. It's the 23 conference championship game it's the 23 super bowl all right we can we can do this we're a civilized society anyways i hope you're excited because the cowboys are headed to the playoffs we obviously don't know the exact path that they're going to be taking as of yet that's what we're here to discuss um but it is exciting and i think um it's fun and it's interesting and it's amazing and it's terrifying and it's exhilarating and it's mortifying how things can you know adjust and swing and move and you know rise and fall with one game with one moment with one play that's the drama and the excitement of sports and you know I think a week ago at this time we were pretty excited right we were pretty hopeful but it wasn't until we got that one thing that we needed that one Philadelphia Eagles loss which has kind of you know served as the momentum that we've all carried into this week and because of that now we're staring some prospects in the face of the Dallas Cowboys having a really advantageous you know kind of I don't want to call it head start, but uh, advantageous setup, scenario, overall kind of position as the playoffs and the postseason tournament begin. Um, I want to start, and I've I've gone on this spiel a, a few times this week, but I know some of you, you know, I love all of you, but I, I love those of you who watch and listen to everything that I do, you know, respect. But um, I know that you all have busy lives. I have a busy life right now. Everybody has an opportunity to, to listen to or to watch every single thing. I'm, I'm behind on like a million shows and a million podcasts and a million books. That's just kind of the way it goes. And so I want to reiterate here how important what the Dallas Cowboys are on the verge of accomplishing is, Okay. With a win on Sunday against the Commanders, a game in which the Dallas Cowboys are double-digit point favorites, and I have expressed this point to some degree on some of our shows, but with a win, the Dallas Cowboys not only clinch the NFC East, which is cool, we get to get some caps and t-shirts, right, but they also clinch the second seed in the NFC playoff picture. What is significant about that isn't what happens in the first round. Now, I'm going to presume that the Cowboys win their first playoff game. Obviously, nothing is a guarantee. The Cowboys could lose in the wild card round. That would be very frustrating and very embarrassing. And obviously, some of that would depend on who they play. And we're going to get to that in a moment, too. Um, but presuming they win, they get to host 
the divisional round playoff game. That is it. That is the bugaboo. That is the spot. That is the hurdle. That is the bar. That is the thing that they cannot clear. That is the spot that they continually fail. All right. Now, if we examine kind of the divisional round losses, if you want to call it that, um, I mean, I think you have to call it that, right? You can't call it anything but a divisional loss. But if we if we examine the divisional round and kind of what it's had in store for the Cowboys ever since their 90s dynasty, ever since they last reached the NFC Championship game, it has been things that have been a marriage of either being on the road or poor luck. The first time the Cowboys reached the divisional round of the playoffs after the 1995 season, Super Bowl 30, was that 2007 season. And if you're like me or if you were like me, you thought they were going to win it all that year or at least lose trying to win it all against the New England Patriots in Super Bowl 46, but that did not happen because they ran into a team of destiny in the New York Giants in the divisional round at Texas Stadium. Never fear, they got back two years later, but that was on the road in the divisional round in 2009. They ran into Brett Favre's Vikings. They just ran into this team that they certainly could not get past, and then it was a long drought, a long five years, and the Cowboys got back to the divisional round in 2014, and what happened? They well, they met the boogeyman. They ran into a boogeyman, a new boogeyman who kind of made himself known to the franchise and known to the team. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Des Cotta game and all that stuff. But that game happened at Lambeau Field. Okay, two years later in the Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott era, the Cowboys, they're the one seed, just like in 2007. They host the divisional round matchup. They're coming off the bye, just like in 2007. But what happens? The boogeyman. The boogeyman finds his way into AT&T Stadium where he had won a Super Bowl six years prior with the head coach who is now commanding the Dallas Cowboys and Mike McCarthy. Okay, so fast forward a little bit longer because the Cowboys, you know, kind of had to rebuild a little bit, kind of had to reevaluate themselves in 2017. In 2018, they make it to the divisional round. And while I don't know that I would qualify the Rams as being a team of destiny, that game was on the road. It wasn't in their home building. All right. On the road, Cowboys go to L.A., C.J. Anderson, they lose. They have only been to the division around once since then, and it was last year against the San Francisco 49ers. And that takes us to the last two years. And this point I've brought up a few times as of late. We have learned, and I mentioned this in our interview with our guest today, but we have learned very painful lessons over the last two years to not underestimate the 49ers. We have learned that they are the new boogeyman. They are the team that owns our team. It's very frustrating. We do not enjoy it. Blah, 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 blah. But the Cowboys have had their playoffs end in each of the last two years at the hands of this aforementioned boogeyman, the 49ers. It's not even one man at this point in time. It's a monster. It's a machine. They cannot overcome, you know, the mighty, you know, whatever that is Kyle Shanahan and all of his wonderful players. Uh, but that being said, what is significant about being the two seed in this particular playoff field is if the Cowboys manage to win that first playoff game, they are assured of avoiding the 49ers in the division around of the playoffs. So they do not have to face the boogeyman in the division around, the round that has haunted this team. What's more is for only the third time since the 90s dynasty, all right, which was partly celebrated last Saturday night when Jimmy Johnson was finally and rightfully placed into the team's ring of honor, for only the third time, three times, all right, since 1995, this would be the third, again, presuming Dallas were to win their wildcard matchup. For only the third time, the Cowboys could host a division around playoff game. Think about that. That's absurd. They have not had, and this is in general that it's absurd, but now the, the fact that they carry this incredible home field advantage, they've won 16 games in a row there. It would be 17, obviously, with the playoff win, but you know, just so you know, that won't count. Um, I, I don't mean to go off on this tangent, but um, next year in the middle of the regular season, Whenever, if the Cowboys continue to win at home, that streak will not include playoff wins. That's that's just the way things like this work. But we can obviously include it ourselves because we're smart, you and me. But anyway, um, 
The Cowboys have this incredible home field advantage. But beyond that, it would only be the third time that they would be able to play this game in their home building. Three times. This opportunity is rare. This opportunity is precious. This opportunity is advantageous. And if you're telling me that while I'm taking care or taking advantage of the precious and advantageous opportunity, that somebody else could take care of the big bad 49ers and give us the NFC Championship game at home, by all means, sign me up. I mean, this is an incredible gift that the Dallas Cowboys are on the precipice of taking full hold of. All they have to do is beat the Washington Commanders to make sure that they do so. Um, so that's kind of what's at stake. And I want to talk about the playoff field and things like that in a little bit, but not before we get to our interview. Uh, you've all heard from Aaron Schatz of FTN Fantasy. He's been stopping by over the last couple of weeks to kind of give us some perspective on the Cowboys, what they've been doing, what they've been accomplishing, looking forward, et cetera, et cetera. He was kind enough to give us some time again this week. He and I recorded on Wednesday morning. So here is that that conversation, FTN Fantasy, the home of DVOA and so much wonderful content. Check them out, FTNFantasy.com. Here is Aaron Schatz of the aforementioned FTN Fantasy right here on The Ocho. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Very pleased now to be joined once again by the one and only, the legendary, internationally famous, I believe the next villain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe from FTN Fantasy. It is Aaron Schatz. Aaron, can you confirm that you are uh, you know, going to be a part of the Yeah, next I don't want to do all that CGI, man. I don't want to act with a, uh, with a green screen, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, but you get like three Disney Plus shows out of it. You know what I mean? So the residuals on that got to be pretty sweet. I mean, you know, pros and cons. You know how it is. I am technically a Disney employee. That's true. Uh, Aaron Schatz, the great Aaron Schatz, who we've spoken to a few times this season. Everybody knows, obviously, DVOA, FTN Fantasy, all the insider extra content. You have educated football fans all over the world for a very, very long time. And Aaron, since the last time we spoke, the turntables have turned. You doubted in the Dallas Cowboys. And here we stand in the regular season finale. And this is their world. And we're all just living in it. I think I think it's less that I doubted in the Dallas Cowboys and more that I doubted in the Arizona Cardinals. So this is kind of the genesis of what I wanted to speak to you about today, obviously. Um, looking at FTN fantasy, obviously, and playoff scenarios and things like that, um, I think we can acknowledge that the Ravens and 49ers exist in their own stratosphere of projections and odds and things like that. Like nobody on either conference seems to be coming close to them. Maybe it truly is their world. But that being said, the Cowboys have the strongest odds to reach the NFC championship game or win it or win the Super Bowl outside of all non-San Francisco 49ers teams in the NFC. 
and you can correct me if I'm wrong, or you can quantify this in a more elaborate way, but that is almost a direct result of the Arizona Cardinals beating the Philadelphia Eagles because it tilted control of the division and therefore the two seed and the home games that would seemingly come with it if you managed to keep winning towards the direction of the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, it was one of the more important things to happen to the Dallas Cowboys in the 21st century, was it not? Well, we've always had Dallas higher than Philadelphia for most of the year. Right. So it's not a question of whether Dallas is a better team than Philadelphia because uh, our numbers have shown Dallas is a better team than Philadelphia. It was just because of the way the schedule and the you know close wins and losses ended up working that things favored the Eagles going into this final stretch where they had Giants, Cardinals, Giants, and then they just couldn't beat the Cardinals. And so, yeah, that was absolutely a huge thing for the Cowboys, no question. I asked you last time we spoke about how not just by your model and but other projections and even odds makers and Vegas lines and things like that. The Cowboys were favored over the Eagles. Again, you've mentioned that you've had them higher than, than Philadelphia for most of the season. But um, despite the fact that at the time they were likely going to have to go on the road as the, at least the five seed in the NFC. Um, I know that you spoke about how stupid, frankly, home field advantage seems to be or how it's really unexplainable. But if you had to quantify mm-hmm. What I don't think I said it was stupid. My words. I think yours. what <laughs> I said is, I think what I said is home field advantage is generally over time works out to be about the same for every team. And there isn't really any team that has a specifically higher home field advantage than any other team. And when you see those trends in a single season where a team tends to be much better at home than on the road, those ten, those trends tend to wash out over time. So I doubt the sort of narrative that the Cowboys can't win on the road more than any other team can't win on on the road. Like, I mean, you know, most teams are better at home and, you know, in general, football teams are right. better at home. So that's true of the Cowboys, just like it's true of everybody else. But I don't think that they have some sort of special genetic something that makes them like, oh, my God, we cannot win on the road, you know. Yeah, I agree. And and it's very it's actually impossible to explain. It it could just be coincidence at this point in time. Um now the Cowboys home game winning streak is is up to sixteen at this point in time. And you know, even if they are successful in the playoffs, it won't count towards that because of the you know, that is stupid, the way that, you know, regular season and playoff things are separated from one another. Uh but that being said, we're obviously talking about you know, well over one season at this point in time. Um, and I think that's why Cowboys fans are so excited about all they have to do, obviously, is beat the commanders and, and that belongs to them. Um, how much stock do you put into it? I mean, there's only four teams in the 21st century that have had a home game winning streak of at least 16 games. And they were all four different versions of your New England Patriots. So, I mean, we are talking about some elite company there and not to compare the two, obviously, but that is you know, it, it, it feels it, important. It's nice, but again, I, the same thing I'll say. I, I think that in reality, Dallas's home field advantage is basically the same as everybody else's, and it's nice to be home. Uh, and that winning streak is a fun little record, <clears throat> but I don't think it's uh, – it means they're more likely to win at home than, you know, Detroit is to win right. at home or, or San Francisco is to win it. Home. I mean, I think the nice thing for, for Dallas being number two is that it looks like uh, number seven will probably be a weaker team than number six, right? So that makes for an easier first game. And then you get to host the second game. I think that's, you know, we've been unpacking this, obviously, in the hysteria. Obviously, big Kyler Murray and Jonathan Gannon fans now. Um, but to me, the biggest kind of benefit from the way all of this broke is that not only do you get to host the second game, presuming you get there, but they are assured of avoiding San Francisco until at the very least the NFC championship game, if they do make it there. Um, now, 
not that anybody has doubted Kyle Shanahan ever, but two years ago, when we spoke at Blogging the Boys Among Our Fans and things like that, we asked people, who do you want to face in the wild card round? And everybody said, the Niners. Bring on Jimmy Garoppolo. Not afraid. We've obviously burned our hand on that stove many times since then. Uh, but that being said, last year, it was that, I will also use the word stupid, stupid Giants win over the Vikings that sent Dallas to Frisco in the divisional round. And so the luck has kind of broken against them, if you want to call that luck. This feels like luck finally breaking the right way for them. And maybe the hot-seeded, six-seed Rams, you know, go to Detroit, win, and can go to San Francisco and upset. I remain I, I mean, doubtful on that. But do you feel, do you agree that luck, if you want to quanti- call it luck, qualify it luck, has broken their way finally? Sure. <clears throat> I mean, uh, I, I don't have numbers in front of me, but the odds say there is, I would say it's a better than 50-50 shot that either San Francisco or Baltimore will lose before the Super Bowl. Mm. Right? Yeah. As much as we think we're going to get a Baltimore-San Francisco Super Bowl, and my numbers favor that more than anybody else's because I have San Francisco and Baltimore so far ahead of everyone else. It still is better than a 50-50 shot that we do not get a San Francisco and Baltimore Super Bowl, that one of them loses before we get there. So obviously what would be bet for Dallas is for the one that loses to be San Francisco (laughs) and for them to lose in the divisional round. And listen, there are a lot of super awesome teams in DVOA that have lost in the divisional round. Shocking losses. uh, 2010 Patriots, uh, 1987 49ers, 2019 Ravens. Like, those teams were were at home in the divisional round. They weren't just good DVOA teams. They were also top seeds, and they were at home in the divisional round, and they got upset. So it does happen. But golly, the 49ers are super strong. Yeah, I mean, again, we you don't have to tell us that. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we live in fear, uh, permanent fear of the 49ers, obviously. But to your point, uh, from FTN Fantasy's playoff scenarios and, and kind of you know odds at this moment in time, Dallas does have the best conference win, conference appearance, Super Bowl win odds of all non-Ravens and Niners teams. And the Ravens uh, are slightly more favored in that capacity than San Francisco. Granted, these are two different conferences. But, you know, to your point, if you are just playing the simulation game, I suppose, San Francisco is the more likely. Maybe I'm reading that improperly, but the more likely team to stumble on the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, although, I mean, I do have the AFC teams as better than the NFC teams, but I also have... Baltimore is better than San Francisco. So, so yeah, based on my numbers right now, now the markets are the opposite, by the way. The markets prefer San Francisco to right. Baltimore, even though I still prefer Baltimore to San Francisco. Because it might come down to Dallas, Frisco, in an incredible throwback, nostalgic NFC championship. The San Francisco game. people will stab you for keep calling them Frisco, by the way. They hate you. You know, I've been there, and I feel like I'm one of them. You know, I've walked all the hills. I've walked the windy road. You know what I mean? I've eaten yeah, in, in all the that. little little niches. It's, you know, I've earned the right. I've walked the Golden Gate Bridge. You know, this is my territory at this point in time. But um, why do you favor them more? I mean, in a general sense. I know there's a, a lot. DVOA just has other metrics. Other metrics have the 49ers higher than the Ravens, and other metrics have the 49ers and Ravens closer to the pack than DVOA does. DVOA just, I, you know. I'd have to go look play by play to okay. see to figure out why. I, I know some of it with the Ravens is the um, change that I made this year that does more to discount fourth quarter blowouts. Right. Because the Ravens had a lot of games, not this last week against Miami, because this last week against Miami, they scored a lot 
when it was already blown out in the fourth quarter. But they had a lot of games earlier in the year where they blew out teams over the first three quarters and then did nothing in the fourth quarter. Right. And so whereas other metrics are including those plays, I'm discounting those fourth quarter plays a little bit where they like did nothing against Seattle or did nothing against Detroit in the fourth quarter because those games were over. So I think that might be a little bit of it. Another part of it is that at this point, I still weigh offense and defense the same. And there are a lot of metrics out there that give more weight to offense than defense. And the 49ers are a better offense and the Ravens are a better defense. Mm, that makes sense, um, particularly kind of evaluating how teams played over the course of four entire quarters. Um, so you and I, at one point, we spoke about the most um, like narrative you know, way possible the Cowboys could win the Super Bowl, um, kind of vanquish the, the Eagles and the Niners on the way there, maybe beat the Bills in an ultimate 90s throwback. What is the best, in, in the way you view it, possible break me- measured with practicality, given where we're at entering the regular season finale? The way I see it and the way I think a lot of Cowboys fans do while we have certainly been burned by the Green Bay Packers many times, the the true boogeyman is is finally gone. I don't totally fear Jordan Love the same way that I, I once did Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and I think we've kind of accepted that that's the most likely seven seed. But would you agree that Green Bay is the seven seed, LA is the six seed, is the best possible draw for Dallas? Not that anything is a guarantee, but that might be the most favorable way it works out. The best possible draw is probably Minnesota as the seventh seed, uh, given their current quarterback situation. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the Packers defense is bad. The Packers defense is bad. So that's uh, that's a good draw for for Dallas. I mean, listen, the most important thing for any team that's not San Francisco and Baltimore is for somebody to please upset San Francisco and Baltimore. <laughs> right? If you want to win the Super Bowl, the best way for Dallas to win the Super Bowl is for whoever faces San Francisco in the divisional round to upset them. And for somebody to get rid of Baltimore before you get to Super Bowl. Yeah, and I think that's where we ultimately land. And that's why I don't want the Cowboys to face the Rams as as the two seed. And that would make, obviously, LA the seven. So the goal is get them in as the six and avoid them entirely. They're the, right, they're the, and it's easier because of the fact that San Francisco is likely going to sit. We know they're going to sit McCaffrey and Ambry Thomas. And they're probably going to sit some of their healthy guys. It's probably going to be Sam Darnold against the Rams, honestly. Bring it. I mean, that's that's exactly what I want. And we can all enjoy the the Rams. And we're all Matthew. we all, by the way, out here, we all want Matthew Stafford against Jared Goff in the first round. Exactly. Too. So, you know, we yeah, all we want can... the Rams to go to the Rams to go to Detroit and uh, Dallas to get the seven. And then that would put the NFC South against the Eagles. Yeah. And I mean. I say this at the risk of, you know, Philly upsetting Dallas at home and having to eat that for an entire year and beyond. But I don't really fear the Eagles in their current, you know, kind of setup. And I don't think. Yeah, I have a feeling that at this point we've gone from overrating the Eagles to underrating. the Eagles. (laughs) They've been in the same place in DVOA the whole year. Like nothing. Their DVOA has been like ninth or tenth the whole year. And that hasn't changed. Like they win these close games and they stay ninth or 10th. And then they win these, uh, lose these close games and they stay ninth or 10th. Like I've had them in the same place all year. That's fair. But I mean, I still fear them way less than I do. Even the, the, not the Rams. You should fear them more than you do the new Orleans saints or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's totally fair. I mean, and that's why, like, I think if we're really dreaming, you know, it's somehow Minnesota takes that seven seed over Green Bay. L.A. goes to Detroit and Tampa upsets Philadelphia in the wild card round. L.A. goes to San Francisco and Dallas gets to host a crummy Bucks team. That's the like fever dream. But that does feel like I'm losing sight of reality, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, there's still some good defensive players on that Bucks team. But yeah. 
yeah, I mean, what a shock. The playoffs are full of teams with good players. You know, what a what a weird rigged system the NFL has going on. So, um, all right, then right now, as it stands, it seems like you and your model believe the Cowboys are destined for the NFC Championship game. Is that well, an exaggeration? Well, there's no destined. I mean, we, we have to make the NFC Championship game in 46% of our current simulations. So, I mean, you know, if anybody's destined, it's the 49ers and the Ravens. But, the, you, you know, the Cowboys look good. Yeah, I mean, and that's, again, where I think it's really exciting and terrifying because it does feel like they're closer than ever. The last home divisional game that they've played was that Mike McCarthy, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Cook, Mason Crosby, you know, upset that they had over the rookie Dak and rookie Zeke. And so it's been a very, very long time coming that they've had a chance to play this game at home. And last year, obviously, having to go to San Francisco was unfortunate. In 2018, they went to L.A. and played Sean McVay's Rams. It just... Again, it, it does. I, I guess maybe I know that there's no measurable way of agreeing with with our our point as Cowboys fans, but it does feel like finally they're on the right side of this break. Now that could be said, and they run into one of these hot wild card teams that. Well, they were on the right about. side in 2016. I mean, 2016 they were like the third or fourth best team, and they just got upset. It just happens. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? Um, okay, so you've got the Cowboys once again appearing in the title game in 46% of overall kind of um, worlds that we're looking at here. 14% sees the Cowboys winning the NFC Championship game and 4.6% sees them winning the Super Bowl. And while that sounds minuscule, again, it's the best that anyone That's can ask for. That's the best other than San Francisco and Baltimore. And it's it's different. The market likes the Cowboys more than we do because my numbers are so in love with the 49ers and the Ravens. Okay, Aaron, one last thing. What's what's the one thing to kind of root for? Beyond the obvious if, for Cowboys fans, like what what should we be kind of channeling all of our positive energy and karma towards? Oh, uh, you're going to spend all your time thinking about the NFC. And the other thing to root for is for somebody to knock off Baltimore so that if you do make it to the Super Bowl, you have an easier go of it. Who's the best pr- practical draw for Dallas in the Super Bowl? I think everyone would be afraid of Kansas City. Buffalo would be terrifying as well. I mean, I think Miami might be why, one of the least See, the question about why be because the Kansas City offense, it's it's better than people think it is, but it is still fairly discombobulated. Now, listen, Sneed, Legereus Sneed has played very, very well this year. So, right, I guess part of the fear there is you don't want to play a team with a number one cornerback who might be able to slow down C.D. Lamb mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, and that, in a way, maybe makes Kansas City, but that also makes Miami a bad draw because you don't want Jalen Ramsey covering, um, yeah. covering Lamb. Um, I mean, I, I I would say that the worst draw is Miami. Interesting. Outside of Baltimore, obviously. Yeah, outside of Baltimore, because uh, Miami has now. Obviously, there's no Bradley Chubb, so the pass rush is their pass rush is not as good. They do have a a good left tackle, and they get the ball out quick. And getting the ball out quick will somewhat uh, neutralize the Dallas pass rush. And then they're very strong passing in the middle of the field, which is a real Dallas defensive weakness. Mm -hmm. And Jalen Ramsey would then be covering CeeDee Lamb, probably, which would then help slow down CeeDee Lamb and make Cooks and, and Gallup have to do more. So other yeah. than the Ravens, I think Miami is the worst draw for Dallas to get in the Super Bowl. 
I think that's fair. Although I think you understand everyone would just be afraid of Mahomes for two weeks if it wound up being Dallas. Oh, Kansas I City. understand right. that. Yeah, um, I, I understand that. But but to be honest, uh, you would be the only people who would be afraid of Mahomes because the rest of the country would just be talking about Taylor Swift for two weeks. So we point. wouldn't even notice Mahomes was in the game. That's a really, really great point. Um, <laughs> I lied. I have to ask this one, Aaron, because it is the playoffs and narratives will really change um, on a dime. And so the Cowboys are one potential loss away from everybody calling for Mike McCarthy's head. Um, so while everyone is still calm, your thoughts on Mike McCarthy as the Cowboys head coach, play caller, et cetera, because, again, he could oh. be target number one in a few weeks. You know, I think my thoughts on Mike McCarthy are very average. Like, I think uh, you, you could probably do better, but I don't know who the better would would be. So I don't like it's not to me. It's not like a clear. Oh, this is how you're going to improve the Cowboys. Like if the Cowboys go to the NFC championship game and they lose to San Francisco, unless he does something phenomenally dumb at the end of a close game, what's going to happen? You just lost to a better team in their building. Like it's not what are you going to do? Now, if if they lose in the first round to something like the Packers or something, and he makes dumb mistakes, like the this clock management in the Detroit win was not good. Yeah, uh, um, it was a tough scene to say the least. So, but I, you know, I just don't know if um, I don't know if replacing him is gonna is gonna um, make things better. You know, I mean, it's the kind of thing where it's like um, it could make things better, it could make things worse. It, it's unknown. So you have to be like, do I go with the devil I know or the devil I don't? Yeah. And I mean, I don't think there's any shame in potentially being the third best NFL team in a season with two historically great teams, which we've yeah. talked about before in the 49ers and the Ravens. Like, again, what a what a horrible shame it would be to lose to one of, again, literally the greatest teams of all time, whether or not San Frisco, excuse me, whatever. I'm I'm going to I'm going to stare into that. Um, that I um, or Baltimore managed to ultimately win the Super Bowl remains to be seen, but there's no real shame in losing that. But you know, let's just hope the Rams or somebody takes care of business and makes us not have to worry about that. Let's just do yeah, that. we'll see. We will see again. 2019 Ravens and I love the 2010 Patriots and and uh, they didn't win, so you know it happens. It will be interesting to see the next how these two weeks impact both of those teams, given that they obviously kind of have them to sit where, you know, nobody else does. But the uh, Bills last year, last year's Bills come out as one of the top dozen teams in DVOA. And then they went and, and got clobbered by the Bengals. It wasn't even a close game. So when they barely eked it out against the the Dolphins in the wild card round as well. I mean, so. Yeah, so, I they, mean, there's weirdness, man. There's there's weirdness. Hopefully the Cowboys survive the weirdness. FTNFantasy.com. Aaron, thank you for all that you do. Thank you for believing in the Cowboys, even though it's an objective, you know, sort of system. Yeah, I, I know that you believe, which is really what matters the most. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And good luck. Let us know when the movie comes out. Um, we're looking forward to you fighting off all the Avengers and the Guardians and everything like that. Thanks a lot, man. Want to give a big time shout out, big time thank you to Aaron Schatz for taking the time to join us here on the show. Always fun to kind of, you know, pick his brain, see where he's at. And I think that he is, um, he's exemplified something and I've kind of come further and further and further into this take as the weeks have kind of progressed. We all knew that the Cowboys were a better team than the Eagles. That's not to say that if they played in a playoff game, Dallas would surely win. But I think we would like their odds, especially if that game's happening at at and Stadium. But it is nice to kind of see and to kind of have it be verified by so many objective measurements that Dallas is only trailing San Francisco and Baltimore in terms of overall evaluations or DVOA or lines or whatever you want to, you know, kind of classify or qualify it under um, and that these are two historically great teams San Francisco and Baltimore plus it's also nice to hear that there's you know kind of 
you know, paraphrasing here, a 50-50 shot at one of them getting bounced before the Super Bowl. Um, hopefully the Cowboys are, you know, part of the group that's, um, you know, bouncing the 49ers. But uh, what I wanted to address here um, on the second half or the other side of the interview is the field. And I've been talking about this and been harping on this because it matters. My preferred matchup for the Cowboys among practical ones is the Green Bay Packers. That's who I would most like to see the Cowboys face in the wild card round of the playoffs. And it's really not even as much about facing the Packers. Um, I'd also obviously be fine with the Vikings or the Saints, but it's really about not facing the Rams. The Rams are the team that I fear the most. And you can miss me with this like, oh, we shouldn't fear anybody, blah, 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 you know, little take. All right. I'm not at all going to sit here and say I doubt the Cowboys against the Rams, but we can all sit here and come to terms and agree and just be civilized and say that the Rams present the biggest issue for the Cowboys on paper. Good? Good. All right, so that being said, some weird news uh, on Wednesday, and it's kind of that time of the week and that time of the year, obviously that time of the season with it being the final week of the regular season. Um, the Los Angeles Rams technically have something to play for or do not have something to play for, depending on how you look at this. If the Rams win on Sunday, they guarantee themselves the sixth seed. They visit the San Francisco 49ers. If they lose, they leave themselves susceptible to falling to the seventh seed. It would take a Rams loss to the 49ers and a Packers win against the Chicago Bears for Green Bay to jump to the sixth seed and for Los Angeles to fall to the seventh seed, given that we are presuming that the Cowboys will beat the uh, the 49ers. I hope so, but uh, presuming that the Cowboys will beat the Commanders, that would mean that the Cowboys, as the two seed, would host whoever the seven seed winds up being. I would prefer that that not be the Rams, and I think you prefer that as well. Again, we'll take whatever the ultimate shakeout winds up being here, but it would be better if it weren't. Beyond that, though, the big reason why I don't want the Cowboys to see the Rams in the wild card round initially is because I want the Rams alive. I believe that the Rams present the greatest threat to the 49ers, obviously outside of the Ravens, because they're division rivals, they're hot right now, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Perfect world, perfect scenario is the Cowboys take care of the seven-seeded Packers or Vikings or Saints. The Rams go to Detroit, get the upset win. And then in the divisional round, the Cowboys are hosting the Eagles or the Bucks or whoever winds up winning the NFC South. And the Rams go make, you know, the world shocked and beat the 49ers and punch a ticket to AT&T Stadium for the NFC Championship game. That's the perfect scenario. That's what I'm dreaming of. And when I said it's that time of year, that time of whatever – it was announced on Wednesday that Carson Wentz is going to start a quarterback for the uh, the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday afternoon. The Rams are, are kind of punting on this, uh, preserving their stars, seemingly obviously Matthew Stafford, for the playoffs. They don't seem to really care whether they're the sixth seed or the seventh seed. I think that's the right move for them, unfortunately. Uh, but it was also, well, it was announced earlier in the week that Christian McCaffrey wouldn't be playing for San Francisco. Uh, and it was announced on Wednesday that Brock Purdy will not be playing for San Francisco. So while it will also be interesting to see what the Niners look like two weeks from now with two weeks worth of rest, they have absolutely nothing to gain, unlike their Rams do, depending on your evaluation of what is and what isn't to gain. That being said, I mean, we're rooting for the Rams to win. And if the Rams somehow fall, we're definitely rooting for the Bears to beat the Packers. Because if the Rams lose, but the Packers also lose, then we're good, then we're safe. What we do not want to see is a Rams loss and a Packers win. That's the worst case scenario. Again, just as far as the ideal situation that we would like to construct for the Cowboys. But who would have thought that a game between Carson Wentz and Sam Darnold, given that Brock Purdy's not going to play, would be so consequential and so impactful to the Dallas Cowboys and their opponent as the two seed in the NFC and NFC East champions. The NFL is really funny that way with the way things ultimately wind up turning out. But uh, make sure you're paying attention to blogontheboys.com. We'll have you covered, obviously, on everything that is kind of unfolding as the week moves along. It's about to get for real. Um, you know, it's a big game on Sunday. 
Obviously, it's not do or die because the Cowboys could lose and still be a playoff team. Obviously, none of us want that. But um, hopefully Sunday evening on our postgame show, which you can listen to uh, here in the podcast network, but watch live on our YouTube channel, Twitch channel, and Facebook page. Hopefully, we're celebrating a division championship, a two seed. And uh, at that point in time, we will know who the Cowboys are hosting in the wild card round of the playoffs, if that is the case or where they're traveling to, if they somehow do not win the division. Um, and we'll be kind of discussing the playoff matchup in its initial sort of setting. And obviously next week we'll unpack it in great detail as we get ready for it. My name is RJ Ochoa. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or threads at RJ Ochoa or on TikTok at RJ.Ochoa. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope your new year is off to an incredible start. I'm super excited for the playoffs to start. I don't want to say like this is the year, whatever. I'm just I'm, I'm excited for this journey with you. That's where I'm at right now. So uh, looking forward to it all. Have a wonderful day. Eat something delicious. Uh, smell something amazing. And uh, have the best day ever. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.